With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. <laughs> Still Giggs goes, he's through, he scores! Ryan Giggs, he's at the goal that's played for Manchester United! To the left, right footed, it's a clear header, and it's in the left! Solskjaer has won the European Cup for Manchester United! Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Strikecast. My name is Dale O'Donnell and this week I'm joined by former Manchester United striker Daniel Nardiello who speaks to us about his time at United um, dealing with the likes of Ferguson and a bust up with Gary Neville and David Beckham which comes as a surprise given to her seen as such best friends. Um, but yeah, we, sp- we speak to Daniel for about 20 minutes or so and um, provides good insight, a bit of humour at the end too, so hope, hopefully you enjoy it. And thanks too to Tony Park for sending in questions. Tony's the author of Sons of United, and it's a book I really recommend United fans going out getting if you haven't already. So yeah, put your feet up, have, get a cup of tea, and um, and enjoy. Speak to you soon, and thanks for listening. I'm with Daniel Nardiello, special guest on the Strati cast this week. How are you, Daniel? Uh, very well, thank you. Cheers for having me. Yeah, brilliant having you on. Um, you joined in, in 1999, you signed your professional contract three months later, three or so months later. Um, how did United come knocking? Was there, Did you go for trials or, or did someone come knocking on your door? How did that develop? Yeah, pretty much when I was, I think I was 13, something like that, 12, 13. Um, United obviously came with the, the, the scouts all over the country, aren't they? Me being from the Birmingham area. Um, I was playing for my local district side, uh, but I was playing the year above myself. Um, and obviously, I was doing quite well, scored a few goals for the local district side, and it was in the, the National Cup. And uh, a couple of scouts came to watch. And then after that game, I think I scored a couple of goals and you know, did well. And they, 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 uh, the scouts said, uh, you know, we're interested in you coming up and spending a week you know, training with the lads and, and seeing how things go. And, and they just went from there. What was it like walking in training with the lads for the first time? And- 
seen Ferguson and were, were you brought straight in with Game or were, were you with a different group? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry. When you were first brought in, what kind of what kind of players did you were you introduced to first? Who was I introduced to? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I went straight in. It was with the kids, and it was all the it was all the youth team at the time. Yeah. So I remember there was like just the local lads, and there was a, you know a couple of lads that you probably you probably heard of who've, who've made a career of it now. I mean, there was there was Danny Weber, there was Alan Tate, there was the the likes of Ben Muirhead, who was tipped you know to be a, a great talent when he was when he was younger. So it was just straight into the youth youth team uh, setup. They put us up in a hotel um, on Castlefield, I think it was, and obviously being in and around the club. Uh, Littleton Road. It was it was great just to just to see how things were done up here, and it was yeah, it was a great experience for me when when I first came up. Of course, and you know you didn't just join any ordinary club. You joined Manchester United. You know that was a massive step up for you. Yeah, I mean it was it was a bit surreal, really. I suppose obviously being being a, a lad from Birmingham, uh, Coventry area. I was born in Coventry. I was a massive Coventry City fan growing up, um, and then you know I had a, I was doing well in football. Uh, I was signed. You know, I was playing for the Wolves, I was playing for the district, playing for the, you know, the, the local teams. And, was, and yeah, and you never think that, you know, Man United are going to come, come knocking on your door. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit surreal. It was fantastic. And um, I do remember, to be fair, when, you know, United wanted to sign me, Bergson actually rang my mum and dad at, at home. Um, and my sister answered the phone and she couldn't understand the word he was saying. <laughs> Like to my dad, there's someone called someone called Alex, I think, on the phone for you. And my dad had no idea who it was when he answered when he came to the phone. Uh, obviously, he was surprised to hear that Alex Bergson, you know, just expressing his interest and saying it'd be great to have me on board and you know, all about the youth setup. And it, to be fair, it shows you know how good Bergson was and how deep he went into the club and how he wanted to get his best players, you know, at such a, such a young age, you know, 14 years old. I think I read about it in the Brian McClare interview that with the Telegraph last week that. Ferguson, you know, knew everyone. He he went he went to that kind of that level of work to, to know everyone's family and yeah. be able to ask those questions. You you moved off from, from Birmingham and so it was a question that you could ask every footballer has to move to join a football club, what's it like? What's it like being a youngster and, and go, going out of your own familiar surroundings to a big club like Manchester United? Is it is it difficult? Did you find it hard? Did United make it easy for you? The, the thing with me is, I when I when I was actually fourteen, when I was last two years of school, I actually went to uh, I got selected to go to Lishaw National Football School. So I left home at fourteen to go and play the English National School. Um, and to honest, yeah, it was a doddle. I found that easy, but it prepared me really well for you know signing for going to Manchester when I was sixteen when I, when I left school. Um, so for me, it's just been the norm because from such a young age, I left home and been playing football every day in my life. Uh, and yeah. They're fantastic. They, they put, you know, United and Dave Bushel, they put me up in the, in, the, in the digs with a couple of my pals. Uh, I, had a, I had a, you know, a great family looking after me. I still see, see them and spend time with them today. Um, and, you know, it's the whole process of it. They make sure that you're looked after. They make sure the family you put up with is great. Your training and your time at the club, you spent, spent a lot of time there as a young lad. And it, it was fantastic. But for me personally, I didn't find it tough. I've, I've moved around all my whole career. Up until a couple of years ago, and to me, it's just it's just part of the job. And even though I was quite young, it was it was fine for me, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, let's suppose to you made your debut two two or two years after after joining United away to Arsenal in the League Cup. Um, what was that like? You know, again, 
we're, we're talking about the transformation from joining a massive club like Manchester United, and then your first game, first first team game against Arsenal. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit. It was a bit. Um, it was a bit of a weird one, really, because I was. I remember I was in the in the hallway downstairs at Carrington. I was just doing my stretches and my exercises before training. Uh, and Ferguson walked walking down the corridor. And he goes, "You ready for tomorrow?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "You're coming with us tomorrow. You, you, you're going to be involved tomorrow against Arsenal." And it was literally. And then I was on the train later on that afternoon, travelling down to to Arsenal and made my debut. In, you know, at the at Highbury. And I mean, it's, it's something. It's, it's, to be honest, it's something I'm really proud of. Uh, a debut against you know against Arsenal. You know, one of the biggest teams you know in the country. Uh, for Manchester United and at Highbury as well, it was it was fantastic and it was again it was just it came out of the blue. I think I'd obviously be doing half half decent in the youth team, scoring a few goals. Be honest, were you breaking it? <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's people get asked this question all the time, and I genuinely wasn't. It was you actually. I got more nervous the later on when in my career over you know say the cup finals or you know yeah. playoff finals, whatever it may be. Um, you start to think about it a bit more, but when you're, you know, when you're 17, 18 years old, you just take it in your stride. Well, I did anyway, and it, it didn't didn't phase me at all. It was just, you know, it was almost like it was what I was meant to, to do, play football, and it, and it didn't bother me. Like playing in front of X amount of fans doesn't bother me. Get me trying to talk in front of a few thousand people at a wedding or something like that, I'll brick my brick myself, but football's just football, and I'm, you know, just took it in my stride. Yeah, we have a few questions too from Tony Park, the author of Sons United, a brilliant United book. On the, yeah. the U team and the history behind it, um, he wants to know what do you think of the current academy setup at United and in general, and does it really help young players in in your view? What do I think of the academy setup now? Yeah, and I suppose when when you when you were were there too. I think United. I think I think United. It's been proven over the years that they've been one of the best, and they are. I mean, they are still one of the best. They're still bringing youth team players through. I think there's a lot of clubs now. That are you know really trying to compete or you know are competing with United and getting a lot of youth players from all around the country and and some of the you know other setups you know are outstanding now. Uh, talk about our rival City. I mean their setup there is fantastic. Um, I think I think United just need to still keep on growing, still keep on pushing, still get the best coaches in. And I think they, they do do that. Um, and I think I mean, I mean look at what Tom and I this year coming through and, and how well he's done. So United are still getting the you know. A lot of the best players around the country um, are still competing on the youth level. There's probably still they're still the best on the youth level in terms of what players come through. Um, but I just think they've got to, you know, as any club does, you've got you've got to you've got to progress with the times and, and keep going. And uh, I think it's a lot more competitive those leagues nowadays than they were when I was playing. We, we used to walk over teams. It was you know we used to, we used to batter teams and because we had the best players. What's your view on the whole um say? Years that we had reserve teams and reserve leagues, and now it's like under under twenty trees and or, or so on. You know, it's, it's slightly different. I remember listening to Andy Cole talk about it that <coughs> he prepared the system with the, the reserve setup. Yeah, I think I think there's a place for the twenty threes. Uh, I just don't think it prepares players for you know almost man, men's football. I think. Yeah, I mean, some of the play and some of the, you know, the football that they play at that level is fantastic. I do think in order for players to progress, I think obviously the 23s have got its place, but then I think there should be like a reserve team where they're playing a bit more yeah. against it's, the it's men. Against also, goals, think, really, isn't it? You, you, look, you look at, say, young lads, say, Jesse Lingard's a good example. He's of a small yeah. build. And yeah. maybe it took him, 
that little bit longer when he got to first team football to to get to grasp with it, the physicality yeah. side of things, you know, like you, you, oh, absolutely, you, absolutely. You, I mean, my first loan move was to Swansea, yeah. and I had a shock. I had an absolute massive shock. I was playing reserve football, youth team football, doing really well, scoring lots of goals. Went to Swansea in League Two, and you just, I just got, you know, kicked to death. More, you know, for want of a better word, yeah. it was it, it was a good experience, and I didn't do too well at Swansea. I, I mean, I scored. I mean, I scored. I think I got one goal in. A month, and then I came back to United, and it really prepared me yeah. for you know life later on in football. When I went on to Barnsley, and I just I just knew what it was going to be like, and I went to Barnsley, who were in a higher division than Swansea, and did really well. So I think twenty three football is great, but then you, you, the lads have got to have an experience, you know, proper men's football, and get out there, go on loan, play reserve football a bit more, and you know, be a bit more competitive because it's it's very very friendly from what I've seen of you know under twenty three football. It's, it's very nice. Did you um did you train much with the first team after after a period of time at United? Yeah, I was, I was training most days. It was it was fantastic. Oh. Uh, what 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 were the personalities like? What was it like walking in and seeing the likes of Roy Keane and? and <laughs> I love Roy Keane. Roy, I mean Roy. Even when I left United, he was great to me when he was manager of you know the likes of Sunderland and stuff. When I played against him, and he always came over to me after the game and spoke to me. Ipswich was it Ipswich? I can't remember. Yeah. Played Ipswich, maybe Ipswich. I think he came over to me again when we played them, and he always you know remembered me, spoke to me, and he was fantastic. But being a part of that training, it was it was crazy. It was literally one extreme to the other. It went from everyone was pals in the change room to you know having great fun and you know a bit of banter around the change room to literally so competitive. Yeah. I, I remember thinking. You know, Gary Neville and David Beckham were best mates, but when they were up against each other on the pitch, they weren't mates at all. And I remember them having a little bit, you know, a few bits of, you know, a scuffle because Neville put in the, you know, a tough tackle and Beckham didn't like it. And it was, it was all fine afterwards, but it, it was a hundred percent commitment. And you know, it was to see how he needs to behave in football. It's interesting you say that because Gary Neville's touched on that with this whole Arsenal situation at the moment, and that. He wondered, like, after an interview with Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan, do these guys ever call each other out in the dressing room? You know, like, it's okay being friendly, being nice, but yeah. it's a competitive game and you need to win. You, know, you can't be all pally-pally the whole time. And it's interesting you say that. Have you any, um, just before we move on from the, the, the training stories, have you any anecdote from the, from the training set at United from your time there? Any stories? Any story, yeah. Any, anything funny, any nuggets? <laughs> Um, so I that, that was one. Of, that was a good moment. But Neville and you know they, they they really wanted to batter each other. They had to get <laughs> split up. It was that, that, that's the one that always sticks in my mind because I was thinking they they were best mates. Yeah. yeah. And Neville, Neville, I got to say, Neville absolutely smashed him. Uh, <laughs> Beckham got up and he was not happy at all. They had to get split up. But again, afterwards they were fine. I mean, some of that. I mean, I remember we um, when we went in. It was, only so much I could probably say, but I mean, the games that they, we had to play as a as a young player coming in, the games that we had to play, honestly, they they, they first team lads. I mean, the likes of David May, Ryan Giggs, they abused us. It was all it was all yeah. in good fun, yeah. uh, and you know, I remember hearing stories of Steve Bruce when the class ninety two were coming through and some of the pranks the older boys would have put on the young lads, and that's all part of I suppose dressing yeah. room banter and young lads coming yeah. through and. And having that, like, I, I always imagine the real Ferdinand be someone that would be good, like that kind of thing with young players too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Someone to look up to. Definitely lads who you had better relationships with. Um, and there was obviously some of the first team lads who weren't really interested in the youth team lads. But, I mean, the likes of, the, you know, the class 92, the lads that came through, they're all fantastic. They, I mean, 
Gary Neville gave me a kick up the ass once when in training. We were both injured, but we did training together like one v ones and stuff like that. And he gave me a kick up the backside, saying, "You need to sort yourself out. You should be playing this first team." Riley Ryan, you know, they really tried to help. Sheringham was another one who was great. He helped me a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, different players obviously have different mentalities. Some don't care about the youth team, but I suppose being at Manchester United, there was a lot of youth team players there, and, and they were a great help. And it was yeah, I mean, I remember the first week in United. Our, you know, our, our induction. I mean, a few of the lads. I mean, I got away with it lightly. I played the spoon game when they were whacking you, you know, in the head with the spoon from behind, and and we had to do a few things on the, you know, in the, in the middle of the room for the whole whole group. So, which probably shouldn't go into too much detail, about, but it was a great induction. To you know, it made made you feel comfortable after. It's a bit embarrassing, but it was just the way it had to be done. And I mean, you probably wouldn't get away with it now because yeah. it was, you know, everything's got to be. You know, politically correct, but yeah. it, it was a. It, if anything, it helped everybody in the in the change room just to get to know each other, enjoy their football, and we had a great bond as a youth team. We had a great bond because you know the stuff that the first team had you know done to us almost because it was such a good lap. What are the challenges for the future of these new academies, especially Manchester United? You you you, you briefly mentioned the likes of Man City trying to catch up with United and spending significant amounts of money in a fantastic facility yeah. and so on, but for Manchester United. Do you see any challenges for the future? It's a lot different from what I mean. Some of the wages that some of these young lads are playing, getting paid now, and they haven't kicked up football in the football league, it's just it's 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 ridiculous. It's a, it's a shambles. They'll be earning more now than they ever will be in football. Some of these lads, I know a couple of the city lads that are getting paid massive money. They might not even be you know play be able to play in League Two, and yet they're earning hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah. So, Especially for United, you know, keep their identity and the fact that they don't. I mean, don't get me wrong; they still pay players yeah. with money, but they, they've got to. They've got not to throw ridiculous money. At, you know, half you know average players. They've got to keep the good settle. They've got to have a good good coaches. I think the coaches I had growing up, the the, the system were fantastic. They've got to know how you know United play and how they want the lads to play. Um, and I think they've got to have some stability in terms of coaches, in terms of who's in charge, and in, in terms of you know moving the club forward and getting the young players to keep coming through. Um, but you can't really argue with you know United's youth team set up through the years. I mean, I know other teams haven't done too well lately, but players are still coming through. And the end goal is to get players into that first team to to you know produce on a weekly basis. And United do it year on year. Absolutely. And obviously, during time at United, you, you spent some, I suppose you trained with some fantastic centre-forwards, and I, I, I'm guessing that really helped you experience-wise throughout your career and what you learned from playing with those players. And you mentioned Teddy Sheringham. Um, who was the best you, you, you trained with? The best striker? Mm. Um, you know, I, loved, I loved Teddy Sheringham. I think he was great with me. He spoke to me. <laughs> he was fantastic and a great player. Um, I think... My answer is probably going to be obvious. The, the best player for me was Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. He, he was just, and again, he, he was great. He, he, I remember playing for Wales, we went to Holland. We played Holland away and he, he came over to me before the game and started talking. At the end of the game, I got his shirt uh, and he remembered he remembered me just from being around the, you know, the club and training with him. But I mean, his finishing was just phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, Literally every chance he got, he put away in training. As you saw in the first team, he was just—he was just phenomenal. He just—he just knew how to score goals. So something I was thinking, Victor, I'm looking at Lukaku at the moment, and 
he's getting quite a lot, bit of stick at times um, as well on game, and, and some people over-exaggerate it sometimes. But if you look after games, the amount of opportunities he gets, um, there's a serious issue with service. And I, I've looked back thinking a fantastic striker we've had, like Van Nistelrooy, uh, and so on, and I think they'd struggle in this team at times when it, it, it the service isn't there. It's very difficult as as a centre forward yourself. You, you can explain too. You're not getting the service. How are you going to score? Exactly. I think strikers. It's, it's, it's almost it's the best position on the field because you get all the glory, <laughs> but it's also the most frustrating and and can be the most critical because if you're not scoring goals, especially if you get bought for the amount of money that Lukaku was bought for, it, it's, it's it's difficult for strikers if you're not you're not getting you know. Crosses in from the wing, through balls from the midfield. If you're not getting chances, you can't score goals, and you rely on the rest of the team to, to you know to perform and score goals. And you look at Van Nistelrooy, York, Cole, Sheringham, Forland, and Forland didn't get too many, but the service they had, Solskjaer, the service they had was phenomenal. Um, and that's very, I mean, it's very much down to you know United and the way they play now. But for me, people need to give Lukaku a bit of a break. I mean, yes, he needs to work on areas of his game. Uh, he's not he's not as good as the likes of Kane and, and, and like that, but I mean Kane's just phenomenal. But he's only young and he's got plenty of time to improve. You give him a few chances, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna score goals and he's powerful, he's strong, and like you say, he's he's working off limited you know opportunities and yet the last couple of weeks, the previous game, he scored yeah. a goal against Chelsea and he and he an unbelievable assist for the second. Mm. If he had more service like he got there that he gave to Lingard, he'd score more goals. Absolutely. And finally, before we wrap it up, Daniel, I really appreciate the time you've given us today. Um, what was it like working with Ferguson? You, you know, you, you talked about the introduction and, and how good was he to you? Even when, when you left United and you, and you signed for, uh, for Barnsley, um, how good was Ferguson to you as, as a mentor? He was fantastic. He was fantastic. He was always available. To knock on the door, uh, I did knock on his door a couple of times, you know, asking to go out on loan. He explained to me I couldn't go out on loan because at the time I was classed as fourth, fifth choice striker, uh, and I had to be kept at the club just, you know, just in case. And he was he was honest. This is much as you can say about him. He was 100% honest. He did what he was thought was right for you and the club, uh, and he was he was fantastic to work with. He, I, I knocked on his door, asked him to if I could buy my own place at 19, uh, and he refused. He said, "No, you can't buy your own place until three months cooking lessons with the chef." So every morning for three months I had to come in, have cooking lessons with the chef just to make sure I was living right. Yeah. Um, and a couple of years ago, as you said, he, like you said before, he remembers everyone. I was having a few problems with my hip whilst I was playing for Barry. Barry um, and he happened to be in the same hospital at the same time. And he came over to me, remembered me, asked me how things were going at Barry. And he's like, but he hadn't seen me for 15 years. And yet he, he came over to me, started talking to me uh, and asked me how, my, how, how football was at Barry. And, it just shows you that even after that longer time, as you mentioned before, he remembers everyone and he's just a top bloke, top manager and the best one I've worked for his man management skills were second to none. Absolutely fantastic. Again, Daniel, pleasure having you on. You were absolutely fantastic and hopefully we'll speak to you again maybe next season. And I suppose I'm in Manchester next weekend. We might meet for a drink, although Johnny Schrager tell him to say you're a bit of a light drinker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he likes to say that, yeah. I'll, I'll come and join you for a drink. See you, see you tonight. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks a million, Daniel. We'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Still Giggs goes. He's through. He scored. Giggs. He's that the goal that's played for Manchester United. To the left. Right footed. It's a clear header. And it's in the
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.